and welcome to another episode of the Dog on a Trucking Podcast. Once again this week, I'm lucky and fortunate to have Mr. Randy Baduke and John Farquhar back on the show, and we are discussing turnover and the cost of driver hiring. Randy, can you say a few words and introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers? Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. My name is Randy Baduke. I operate CDT Strategies out of London, helping carriers with their daily operation needs and training needs. And uh, it's just fun to be able to share your real life experiences and um, help put other companies put a little mortar between the bricks, if that makes any sense. Well, if it doesn't yet, it mm -hmm. will in a minute. John, Mr. Farquhar, can you introduce yourself? Sure, sure. I'm uh, I'm John Farquhar of Summit Risk Solutions. Uh, I've got uh, close to, well, I'm at 40 years now, 40 years in the transportation industry. And uh, I've got uh, about the last 15, 16 years in the uh, insurance side, uh, risk evaluations and whatnot. So Summit Risk Solutions, we specialize in uh, risk evaluating transportation operations and helping them to better understand and manage the risks that they have on a daily basis. Awesome. And I too probably have about 40 years, but I have to say I'm the whitest. We all got yeah. gray hair, but I am. Yeah. John and Randy, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, John and Randy actually have a little darkness to the colors, but uh, damn, we're all pretty gray. Anyways. Yeah. We stayed out of the sun. <laughs> Randy. We are talking about the cost of hiring. What estimates have you seen, just out of curiosity, have you seen for the cost of hiring? I think some carriers would be dramatically surprised at the true cost of hiring. By the time you do your advertising, your interviewing, the onboarding, the background checks, all the way through till that driver is finally at the controls of the vehicle themselves, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it's anywhere from $3,000 to $4,500 per hire based on just tangible numbers that you, you can put a value to. John, you got um, any idea? Yeah, no, you're... you're you're, you're, Randy's spot on. You know, I've seen, I've seen numbers as high as 10 grand, um, depending on the training and the uniqueness of the operation that they work in, maybe tanker or, you know, heavy, dangerous goods, large exposures that way. But um, I think the biggest problem with carriers not realizing the true cost is they're not calculating all the costs involved. You know, they kind of think, oh, it's going to cost me this much. The fuel when training is this and that. But they're not taking into account all the man hours that all the different people in the organization touch that driver while hiring, evaluating, training, and getting them up to, as Randy says, where they're up and running on their own. Well, And, and let's talk about some of the uh, other costs that you may not think of. I mean, the, I think of a cost of putting an ad in the newspaper or Indeed or whatever, or mm -hmm. even a lot of companies have referral programs. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think of the cost of the referral program, but that's not a good measurement of the cost of hiring. Randy, what are some of the other costs that you should be including in that cost of hiring? Well, one of the non-monetary costs is the perception that that new applicant 
I'm going to use the word get stained with positive or negative of the company and how they communicate that to other potential applicants where they say it's a rock solid company. It's a good company to work for. Or it could be a negative tinge where you can't measure that element. But one of the monetary costs that I was really looking at was the rehiring of a driver who was really with the company for a very short period of time. I'm talking a month or less. And when we did a lot of interviewing with the drivers and saying, what happened? There was really three primary reasons we found a driver left in that very short period of time. Number one, they said, the job really wasn't represented to me well enough. And that was frustrating because I knew how much it cost to onboard that driver. Now you have to do it again. And I'm going to circle back to that. Number two, my my spouse didn't know I was going to be home that much or away that much, or I was going to be handling this type of product. Or number three, being in bulk liquid, they said, you know, once I got on that truck, I, I don't want to handle that truck. There's too much movement. There's too much. Uh, it's just not for me. So a couple of the very, very simple things we did to help eliminate that, we always made sure we had that driver who is going to be doing that same lane of uh, work sitting beside us when we interviewed because they could validate the information. And if we accidentally misspoke, they could say, wait, we're done. We always allow that applicant to talk to that driver one-on-one -on -one and encourage them to ask the deepest, darkest, ugliest questions. And number two, quickly, we always invited them to bring their spouse to the interview. And we found we had tremendous success with that because the spouse usually was asking better questions than the applicant. What are the benefits? What What is this? What's this? What's this? Um, and the third, if they, to the unique carriers, we offered them, go for a ride for a day. See what you think of it before you give up that existing job. And we've had some applicants come back and say, no, this just isn't for me. Thank you. So from that first end part, because to see them walk away and have to spend that money again, it, it was just frustrating. Mm -hmm. yeah, and to that point, I've actually seen estimates that are significantly higher than 10 grand. And yeah, those mm -hmm. estimates, they took into the, the account the cost of photocopying a piece of paper, the footprint mm. of the... Um, the recruiter's office, you know, what part of that, because really, if you were taking into account costs, you're going to say, hey, that office needs to pay rent, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. the heat, light, and hydro, the cost mm -hmm. of the truck sitting empty against the fence is another cost, mm -hmm. the insurance for that truck sitting against, the, anyways, it goes on mm -hmm. and on. And Makes sense. John, what are the costs and I got to ask Randy, uh, but I'll, uh, I want you to get in here first. But Randy, think about this. How many of the spouses, when you made the uh, the offer to bring your spouse in for the interview, what percentage do you think actually um, took you up on that? But we'll come back to that. John. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What are the some of the other costs of hiring? And by the way, every time, if whatever the cost is, every time you fire a driver, 
you're going mm-hmm. to incur that cost. Yep. So whether it's 3,500 up to five, like Randy was saying, or north of 10, like I was saying, or you, you know, every time you decide to turn a driver, you just made a significant financial uh, decision. So, oh, huge, huge. Well, you, you think of it as one of the simplest aspects that I, I would look at, and I, I've owned a trucking company, so I have a really good understanding of this, is the whole purpose of my company is to move freight from A to B, to collect a revenue, to compensate the cost of me doing that task. I don't know any carrier that builds in a margin to do the hiring, you know, to do the firing. Um, you know, I, I, I track my maintenance, maybe on a per mile basis, my driver pay, my fuel, my insurance, my truck payments, all that you can break right down to a dollar or cents per mile fee. But I don't know anybody that says, oh, yeah, my recruiting costs cost me X cents per mile. You know, they, they don't look at it in that fashion. It's just a cost of doing business. You know, when, no, it shouldn't be. You know, I got to hire. Training needs to be in there. If I can maintain the trucks, then I need to maintain the drivers. And that cost needs to be contributed in there. So we're, we'll kind of go off on a tangent here because we all know freight rates are not where they should be. They need to be much higher than they are. Um, if we really truly knew the true cost of what it costs to run this operation, everybody would be going, oh, yeah, I need 20% added to these rates, you know, but they don't track it. So you're back to that what you don't measure, you don't manage properly, you know. So it comes right down to I'm not measuring the cost of hiring a driver. Well, then I'm not managing it properly. I'm just hiring drivers. You know, and 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 what Randy touched on um, with the hiring process of that driver, sitting him down, putting him with another driver that's doing that job, uh, getting that driver to ask a lot of questions and getting their spouse involved. That is a phenomenal way to do things. But unfortunately, it's such a rarity in this industry. We're not seeing enough carriers do that. I don't even see enough drivers who actually interview the carrier as part of the process of the hiring. They're more sitting there going, uh, yeah, what do you want me to do? How much experience? Yeah, I got this. Here's this. Uh, when do I start? You know, rather than, well, what's the job entail? I love the idea. What Randy said is, and, and this is available with all carriers is, why don't you go with the guy for a day? See what the job's like. You know, I get to actually test drive the job before I decide if this is for me or not. You know, I might go, you know what? Yeah, I like the idea of driving a truck, but I, I don't like going that far or I don't want to cross the border. Oh, well, if you like that, we have another position in this division or over this area running local stuff or something. Opportunity to save the guy. But that's those are practices that are just not common, unfortunately. Yeah, many years ago, showing my age, when I was running the Sears operation, <laughs> that was a long time ago. I had hair. Uh, we we were doing it with owner operators, and we had a horrendous turnover mm-hmm. because we, as much as I believed I was truthful and I spent time trying to describe the job, it wasn't until we decided to actually put an applicant in the truck for a day mm-hmm. and go with the helper and the driver and say, look, and here's really what the job is. 
Mm-hmm. And that, Absolutely. I had many people come back and go, <laughs> you guys are nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. They usually mm-hmm. used another uh, word in there, but yep. you get the idea. Uh, they yeah. thought we were nuts doing that. But, but they're going to find out about it sooner anyway. If, if mm-hmm. they're hired and not given that chance, they're still going to see that, and you've already committed to that individual. Mm-hmm. Not just that. These were owner-operators. They had to buy a truck yeah. in order to do that. Wow. It was terrible responsibility because I felt like I was ruining families sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because even a straight truck for the Sears operation was a significant investment. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Randy, I want to come back to you. How many? What percentage of the spouses joined the driver? And then I want to talk about. And by the way, for our listeners and viewers, we're going to get into how to reduce these costs. Uh, that's going to be how we wind this up. But. What percentage of people actually brought their spouse uh, with them? I was quite surprised. I'm going to say approximately 7 out of 10 that were offered did. And using John's uh, words before, using historical information, we knew approximately how many drivers we were going to have to hire over the course of the next year. So we got into a habit of having an open house early into January, people were making resolutions that they wanted. And that way it would give us a chance to have four or five drivers with this at the open house at the hotel we were holding it at. And it was really pleasing to see how many of the spouses were there as well. But by doing that, we could do the background checks and say, you know what, we wanna commit to you but it's gonna be May before we're ready to fill that spot. So stay put where you're at. And it reduced the processing time dramatically because we had already done that background work. And by inviting the spouse, I like using the phrase that remove the blind date syndrome. They knew who we were and we knew who they were. So when the driver was talking to their spouse at home, there was a connection that they knew who they were talking about. And we just put, felt to put more strings in that rope, to use that analogy again. Well, so this is one of the ways that you reduce the cost of hiring. Correct. Let me ask John. John, with your experience, you're, you spent years in the insurance industry seeing probably hundreds over your experience of trucking companies. Mm-hmm. Have you ever found a recruiter to lie? <laughs> Excuse oh. me. I didn't even drink water and I'm joking. <laughs> no, they don't lie. Never, never lie. Uh, but uh, they've been known to stretch the truth a little bit. <laughs> Exaggeration comes to mind. Well, I mean, I have run into recruiters who don't paint like every job's got the negative side. Mm-hmm. They'll mm-hmm. only tell you about the positive. I've never really run yep. into, I don't recall running into a recruiter who outright lied. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know of some recruiters who would avoid all the downside. Yep. Yep. You know, and my suggestion uh, for any recruiter that's listening to this would be uh, paint the downside. Say, hey, this is what a lot of the drivers don't like about working here. Mm-hmm. And this is how they handle it. 
Mm-hmm. So say the problem and then give the solution as well. Yeah. Uh, that would Correct. be my one tip. John? I've, 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 I've found that if we focus more on retention, less time I have to spend on recruiting. And with that note, John, I think it's an interesting point to bring up. We found drivers who had more than five years of service with the company, they're by far, percentage-wise, they would give their resignation in the second week after a period of vacation of two weeks or longer, Mm -hmm. that they take their break, they relax, not one week, because one week you really don't unwind and go down. Mm-hmm. That two-week vacation period, they are totally relaxed. They come back, and it's just like getting slapped in the face again. They hit the ground at 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So we always made a point of having that personal face-to-face talk during that second week after that two-week vacation period just to say, you know, how's it going? How was your vacation? Everything going good? And if there were any issues, at least you got an opportunity to talk to that driver mm-hmm. if there was frustrations building. Uh, and we found that was, uh, but again, using statistical information to pinpoint your greatest areas of um, times of uh, resignations. Well, again, it goes back to you can only control those things that you measure. And so you were actually mm-hmm. tracking it and measuring when did these people leave? Uh, mm-hmm. What type of seniority did they have? Because you mentioned five years of experience after a two-week vacation. This is when they quit. Mm-hmm. Correct. So obviously you were measuring all that. What other stuff can you measure, John? Damn near anything. Um, probably one of the key things that I kind of want to touch on what Randy said there was um, communication is key. You know, that's that's the only way we're going to find out what's in your mind. What what's what what are your thoughts? Why are you thinking of wanting to leave? It's a shame. We thought this was a great relationship. What are and one of the biggest problems is carriers have to realize they need to blame themselves. You know, don't blame the driver. What's the problem? Why don't you like it here? Why, Why? What's your problem? You know, it's like, no, what are we not doing to satisfy your needs? What is it? We're what what haven't we held up our end of the bargain for? You know, um get that conversation going before it turns into an exit interview. Absolutely. And I, to double with what John's saying, we had a couple situations where maybe we should have terminated a driver or, 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 but we wanted to hang on to the driver. And we realized it was those actions of us that put a, a negative taint on the other drivers that they felt their effort wasn't being recognized because you're accepting this Mm -hmm. as the line in the sand. And when that individual was ultimately released from the company, I was really surprised how many drivers came up and said, thank you. So Mm -hmm. they're watching what you're doing. And I think Mm -hmm. it's respecting the efforts of the drivers and not in a negative way, but not tolerating the behaviors of people who are choosing to do what they want to do instead of what the company's saying they want to do because mm-hmm. that echoes and every behavior has an echo and uh, mm-hmm. the drivers are saying, well, why should I care if you're not caring about this? Mm-hmm. If you are allowing drivers to operate at a low standard, 
Mm -hmm. I really believe most truck drivers are professionals and they're proud or they at least want to be proud of who they work for. Mm -hmm. And yes. if you allow somebody with that reflects poorly on the company, it reflects poorly on them as well. Mm -hmm. so. Another thing I'd like to add, Chris, that we uh, did, and it, it seems very simple, but we've all heard when drivers leave and go to another company, that picture at the other end isn't what they were thinking it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And if we knew we wanted that driver, we always made a point of contacting the driver approximately two weeks after they left the company just to say, how's it going? We just want you to know you've always got a home here. Um, just let us know and you'll be back. And it just gave a little bit of reassurance to that driver that left that, wow, I, I really did matter to them. Mm -hmm. I, I did mm -hmm. care. And uh, as simple as it is, keeping in touch, we had a system where we sent birthday cards to the employees with a handwritten signature, nothing, you know, generic. We carried on with that employee after they left the company because they said, wow, I, I've been gone two years and I still get this card. Mm -hmm. um, quite simple, but it, it did have an impact. And I hope you only sent the card to the driver's on the list of we'd like to have you back. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, that I first heard of something similar and I, is it Kelly Henderson that is out of the States? He's a recruiting guy. He used to come up here uh, and speak and, and he has a letter that he would send to a driver and he tried to time it after that driver who left, he would try to find out where they went and then try to uh -huh. time it so that the driver had gotten two paychecks and then they would get the letter. Uh, because <laughs> often we leave for greener pastures and after the second paycheck, we're going, man, is it really greener over here? Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And if it's timed right and you get that, that th in his letter, it had our safety committee reviewed your file and voted. And similar to what you said, I, I forget the exact <laughs> words, but they said, hey, you'd be welcome back. So, anyway, And that's good wording because the word voted yep. means it's just yep. not one person. It's a group. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've actually heard of uh, a couple of companies that have actually, uh, and again, high up companies, uh, well-known well companies that have actually taken and uh, they will send the driver's wife flowers on either their that wife the wife's birthday or their wedding anniversary if if so it speak but you know again it's you know I want to recognize the driver but if I can recognize the wife who's the cheerleader in this relationship you know they're going to be going no no you don't want to leave there these guys treat you really good you know just you're looking over the wrong fence guys go ahead Randy one other element we did and I'm going to make it very simplistic but we found it gave the driver accreditation for the effort they were putting out. Mm -hmm. And it was inside of our driver bonus system where we originally used 2% uh, of their eligible wage as their baseline. And unfortunately, there was only be reductions from there. And it, you thought you were doing the right thing, but it sort of had a negative tinge to it that you're removing it for the benefit of the company. So I'm going to make it simple. 
if you had 10 drivers in your fleet, if each driver earned a $1,000 bonus, hopefully you don't have a negative incident and the company is committing to pay out $10,000, that 10 drivers per thousand. So we turned it into like uh, shares of a stock that every driver got so many shares for their months of service. So the longer you stayed, you got more shares and different elements. And it was prescribed reduction of shares. But the one thing we did for every clean inspection you got, you got bonus shares. And it turned out that some drivers, if I'm using a 2% baseline, got three and a quarter percent because they had more exposure at the scales. They had clean inspections. Some drivers were 1.7%. But the positive thing is it didn't cost the company one additional dollar. But the drivers who had the most positive performance, whether it was in fuel economy or braking, they got a higher percentage of bonus. And we had a lot of positive feedback. It was recognizing their good positive professional behavior that's huge i'm sorry mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know we're heading into the end here um john you you had a great idea that i'm taking away from this recognize the spouse send home mm -hmm. uh something significant to the to the spouse so that the spouse is the one saying hey you don't want to leave there i like where you are randy mm -hmm. your bonus system that's huge. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you said, it doesn't cost the company anything, but you've turned what sometimes is a negative into a Correct. real positive. Uh, huge. I got to thank you both. But mm -hmm. hang on one sec. I just want to tell you a funny story. All right? We had an <laughs> owner operator, and, and this was a long time ago because this was the Fergus truck show. Uh, all of us, I'm sure, remember Fergus. And this owner operator, Loved working for the company so much when I was there that he took, he just bought a new truck. He took the weekend and asked, could he display his new truck at our booth at Fergus? And we said, yeah. sure. So anyways, he spent the weekend with us and didn't earn a dime and spent it away from his family. So my boss at the time thought it would be really nice and he sent roses to the wife. Okay, to say thank you, you know. Yeah. The owner-operator walks in. Who did you get those roses from? And she says, your boss. Why is it the first time a man ever gives me roses? <laughs> it's not my husband. <laughs> I thought, I, I remember he came in. He was so embarrassed. That, and he says, you guys got me in trouble. <laughs> But Randy, John, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, if our listeners and viewers didn't get something from each of you, I would be shocked. Uh, your contact info is in the show notes below. Randy, last word. I, I think it's just recognizing and giving acknowledgement of positive behavior as opposed to saying, ah, they could always do that. Give credit where credit is due and make sure they know you see their behaviors. Perfect. Thank you. John, last word. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of bad drivers out there, but I don't know any one of them that wants to be a bad driver. They just don't know how to be a good one. So it, it's going to take companies with good strength 
to teach those guys how to be good drivers and they'll be thankful for it. Beautiful. Thank you both. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up, a review, a comment, a rating if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.